<clears throat> Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 the Ross clot now. Fa la 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 your Ross clot now. Gonna have my black cake and sorrow and some rum punch too. Hey! Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. What up, y'all? It's your girl, Meech. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Reese. What's going on? And it's a different world podcast. Tis the season, y'all. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Oh, that's my joint. Happy holidays. Can you believe that we have made it towards the end of 2020? It, it, it feels like the end, to be honest. But it's, uh, it's, it's not. Like end like we have made it to december no it's 2020 no barbara walters we're about to wrap this bad boy up mm-hmm. how are you feeling Reese? how are you feeling how are you feeling i'm i'm feeling good i think um my birthday <laughs> my birthday is in one month exactly Woo! one month from today we are actually recording this on the 29th of november Woo! and yeah so my birthday is in exactly one month so about to be a part of the 30 beep gang I'm not gonna say yeah. the number 30 beep <laughs> or or as i like to say you know i'm just turning 25 again because 25 was a pretty good year so <laughs> and according and according to many folks out there i look like i'm a youngin still so yes you do yes you do you want to know so, hashtag melanin hashtag you know Drinking Black don't cry, you know, drinking my water. You know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that is exciting. That is exciting. So how are you feeling celebrating this new milestone, one, towards the end of the year, but two, during this year? I mean, I, I don't need to explain what this year is. All you got to say is this year, and people are like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I see yeah, you. I know yeah. what you meant. <laughs> you know, last year... Right before I, uh, my birthday, I, w- I was, last year was just very high mixed emotional year for me. You know, I want to say there was a good chunk there where I just blacked out and was like, let's just get through the year. Right. Uh, but, but then by the end of the year, I was feeling really good. And, and I was just like, listen, I need to win a lot in 2020, right? I need all these wins. And so for me, coming into 2020, it was great. Like I I freaking kicked off the year by going to Cuba, like amazing trip. Uh, I hosted Tommy Davison in the boogie down Bronx. The Bronx is reading like, you know, and so I really manifested all of these ways and all, you know, that I really wanted to win in 2020. And going into this next birthday, I've been reflecting a lot. And even though this year has been this year, as, as you just uh, mentioned, I've been thinking about what does 2021 Cerecia want? What does 2021 Cerecia need? You know, like really need, you know, like what do I need? Um, to make me feel good, to make me, to continue to feel whole. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm beginning to get into the tail end 
of, of my five-year plan for the Bronx's reading. So I've been reflecting on that. 2021 will be our fourth year officially up and running. But Meech, you heard me talk about <laughs> a damn bookstore since, I don't know, the beginning of time at this yeah. point. <laughs> it was it was way before the book festival, right? Like things came out of order. It was going to be the bookstore, then the festival. But the way things played out, it was the festival and then the bookstore. And so right. for 2021, you know, my crowdfunding campaign is coming, right? And, and I'm going to be thinking about that and what I want to do for TBIR. But in addition to that, I really want 2021 Cerecia, I want future Cerecia to continue to win, but to begin to, you know, become selfish again. And, and what you probably thinking, Cerecia, what the hell do you mean by that? What do I mean by that? I've spread myself, my kindness, my love to so many individuals, to so many organizations, to so many people, right? I've spread the love all around. And I talk about this a lot with people, know your bandwidth, you know, definitely be selfish with yourself. And so for me in 2021, I am going to be making some changes. I'm not going to reveal those now because obviously we'll have our um, goals yeah. episode that we usually do in our end of year recap. So I'll save some of these things for, for then. But as I approach this next chapter in my life, I'm thinking about what I really want and, and refocusing on um, things that are important to me. And that's not to say that I lost you know, I lost uh, sort of the things that are important because that's not it. I think each year we have to take stock of the things that we want for ourselves, the things that are important to us. And so I'll be doing that again, you know, leading up until my birthday. And for those of you who know me or have listened to me talk on this podcast over the last couple of years, I'm always, you know, writing down goals, thinking about things that I want for myself, trying to manifest things and, and stuff like that, working on healing, but also growing, right? And so I think I'm, I'm going to be at a point of still growing, but I think for 2021, Cerise, I want a sense of stillness. And, and mm -hmm. I'll explain what that means later on. But, but that's what I'm noodling on right now, meditating on that. What, I'm going to spend the next month figuring that stuff out. What, what about you, Meech? I mean, for me, um, definitely I would say this year and this birthday has been, it really showed me to kind of appreciate what I have. And to really just be mindful in terms of what, what it is that I think I wanted and understand that maybe what I wanted is not what I needed. Um, and that has been the, a very big blessing for me this year. Like, you know, I thought I wanted one career path, but it's like, nope, that's actually not healthy for you. You should, you needed this. And I feel like God, I mean, I respect everybody's you know, religious, I don't, and I'm not trying to be rude, but for me, I know I serve God, but I always, I feel God has a way and he definitely showed me this year how to kind of shift me into what I needed and what is good for Michelle to grow. I think a lot of times for me, I have, I have a tendency to maybe sit in certain things is to say, it's going to work out. It's going to work out. 
but I feel like I personally feel like God put me in like in some shake and bake seasoning and he's like nope 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 you're gonna you gotta shake things up a little bit no 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 that was that was 2020 for me but now looking back I needed that for me to appreciate where I am now so for uh, again to your point we'll definitely talk about it when we have our goals episode but for me I definitely know for sure that with my specific plans which we'll talk about I want to make sure I feel a level of peace and I feel within myself that it's the right move because if it doesn't feel right I'm not going to do it I don't care about money any like don't get me wrong I do care about money I like a good salary but I don't care about the big check I don't care about the elaborate parties i don't care about the groups which was certain things if i'm being transparent i know was the glitter and i kind of get i got caught up in that now it's like if it's not gonna be in peace i don't care what you're offering me yes i don't feel it and i'm not gonna do it i don't care it's cool thank you so much i appreciate it but i'm not gonna do it and and i'm putting that into practice in every aspect of my life, whether it's dating, whether it's professionally, or whether it's friendships, whether it's family, like I'm every bucket. Like if it don't feel right, I'm not doing it. And I'm okay to say no. And I'm okay. And I, I feel fine. Certain people are going to take it a, a wrong way and I respect it. But for me, if it doesn't feel right, I always say the feeling that you have is God's talking, is God's whisper. So if it doesn't feel right, obviously it's something being told to me that I'm not, I'm not moving in the right direction and I maybe should think about it more. So yeah, that's kind of how I would say 2020 has been for me and hopefully future 2021, Michelle, she'll still be fly and she will understand that for herself. But you know, you're going to always be fly, girl. (laughs) But that's interesting that you asked, because one of the things that I want us to talk about for this episode is we're in the holiday season. I sang my makeshift jingle. You know, people are putting up the trees. The wreath is going now. Everybody's showing you what they're selling for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And the, you know, I think the Christmas tree lighting is supposed to be happening soon. So we're in this holiday season, right? But again, like I said, we are in a year. Like 2020 has not been, I don't think since I've been living, I don't think we all experienced a year like this ever. So things are different. We all in the house. I don't remember the last time I wore jeans. I admit it. You know, Zoom is, has been now the new way to talk to people. I feel like if people hear Zoom, they cringe, but that's our way of communicating. All I want to do is Zoom, 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 Zoom. Can you get on Zoom? Can you get on Zoom? Zoom, 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 Zoom. I mean, you exercise with Zoom. You go on dates on Zoom. You do meetings on Zoom. Some people are freaky and they have sex on Zoom, but we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Every, you know, Zoom, it, like things have changed. So, with that, there should be a shift in the mindset of what is real, what, what can actually happen this holiday season, and what is not. And I wanted to talk about, are people's expectation on this holiday season real, or is it kind of stuck in old ways? So the, that was kind of a 
vague question. Let me provide some context. So as you all know, our last episode was talking about Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving pass. And I mean, I'm curious to hear from Reese how that vegan mac and cheese went down. We will talk about that in a minute. But um, (laughs) everybody had to stay at home. Unfortunately, we couldn't have big gatherings. I know a lot of government officials, the CDC, many people were really expressing to, you know, avoid large gatherings kind of whoever you are quarantining with have it having your thanksgiving dinner with those specific people keep it small keep it to yourself stay home stay safe wear masks you know the the usual um so i saw a post in particular after the day where someone expressed they expressed their frustration and the first part of it was that the person felt lonely so that this person recently moved And unfortunately, because of the move, she wasn't close to friends and family. And she expressed how lonely she felt because of this time, because of, you know, being locked down and not being able to see family, which is understandable. But the point, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because of the second part was that she expressed how she was upset with certain family members and certain friends who did not either invite this person to their event or came to visit this person during the holidays because and i quote she felt like they should have cared enough to just do it and it got me thinking kind of got my mind going because within this holiday season we are still dealing with a pandemic on top of the fact that we're dealing with a pandemic a lot of people are going through either financial strain health strains personal strains emotional strains mental trauma you name it it's heightened this year So for me, when I saw that, I was like, is this person only considering themselves and putting these harsh expectations on others when these people are trying to make realize they understand the realities of things and they're just trying to move according in the best way possible, which is avoiding said person for the holidays. And I sort of felt in that instance, this person had expectation that was unrealistic and and then that then draws her to be selfish when in actuality I did feel bad for the person because this person felt lonely so I wanted to ask you Reese, with everything that's going on understanding that the holiday season of 2020 is not going to be the same do you feel that people should start to shift what they should expect from people during this season or do you feel like now is the time to be more vocal about what your expectations are and have conversation to meet in the middle in terms of what can be a balance so that somebody doesn't feel lonely during the holidays? Yeah, I mean, I think you bring up some valid points, right? I think this year is an anomaly, basically. Like, no one, well, let me not say no one, because, you know, folks that are, <laughs> that have uh, been around the block, you know, way longer than, than me, the, the folks that are, have been around for like a century or whatever, Right. Because uh, there are people out there that are like, you know, 100 years old, yep. a little bit older. So, so, you know, they've seen some shit in their lifetime. So right. I won't say that no one has dealt with this. But I, what I will pivot and say is the younger people, because I feel like the folks that are our age and especially younger, right, it's a little bit more challenging to wrap around the idea of, oh, I can't do that. I can't, I can't go in, in, like, it hits you different. It just hits different. I think 
you know, when I, the isolation period started, it was March, you know, and everyone's like, okay, we need to social distance. You need to isolate. You need to be in your homes. Don't be around people. It was a scary time. So because everyone was sort of scared shitless, we listened and we obeyed, right? And we were like, no, we're going to stay home. This is a real thing that we need to pay attention to. And then the summer came and everyone wanted to hang outdoors and everyone wanted to be around each other. Social distance circles and shit like that, (laughs) which I'll be honest, I have not been to a park. I haven't been to a park to actually hang. I did go to a park in August to do my... um, engagement shoot but believe it or not we would like pose keep it moving we weren't like there to sit and have a picnic and right in the space and even if we were to do something like that we're probably gonna go and be in a very very um you know low traffic area where there aren't a lot of people um and so it's like the bigger the park right the bigger um the space is going to be so the more you can social distance and when you take into account the weather change, you can no longer have a barbecue, social distance, backyard turn, turn like you can't do that. Right, you can, right. You can, you can try, like if you have the privilege to have a home where you can have a backyard or front yard or whatever outdoors and you can do your Thanksgiving dinner out, outdoors and you can have 25 people in your home Sure, absolutely. If you have the privilege to get COVID tested and you have the privilege to hop on a plane and to go be with people, then, you know, you have, you, of course, it's your right. You have the privilege to do so. But then you have the other half of people who cannot do that. You have the other half of people who, who are immunocompromised, who, you know, can't do these things. And so I think that, of course, you need to adjust your, your, expectation, your expectations for people. You need to realize that 2020 is not a normal year. You know, to your point, Meech, thousands, if not millions of Americans have lost their job. The unemployment numbers are still insane, right? They're so bloated. Uh, you know, uh, it's way worse than the recession yep. that we that we sort of like went through during our our uh, college exit after we we graduated and we're trying to find jobs. Like, yep. I can't tell you the next five years are going to be hard. They're going to be hard, and so I won't be mad at anyone for penny pinching right now. There, people, you you got to take into account people are weighing the cost of things. Does it make sense for me to fly across the country to go see this person where I'm only going to, I can only stay for that weekend? No, you have people who are also that have the privilege to travel, but they're also like, okay, I don't have, you know, any children that I need to take care of, or I don't have anyone or anything that's tying me to a particular place. So these people who can travel, they're planning to stay wherever the hell they're going for a month or two months. You know, they're, they're planning to stay for a while. So you also have to take that into account. And so that plays into your expectations. Is the person that I am trying to invite over or to, you know, trying to get them to come see me or whatever, is it just for a little two day thing or can they actually stay quarantine and xyz so it's of course we need to adjust our way of thinking and it's yeah. excuse me it sucks 
you know, and it's a hard thing for us to wrap our brain around. It's hard going through social media, seeing these pictures of maybe your friends and your family gathering, you know, whether it's safely or not safely. Right. I, I, I am throwing a little shade to the people who are gathering unsafely, but you, we, we can't be mad at that. And, and we do need to realize that like, okay, normally for the holidays, I would go and do this. And this is my tradition. Now it's time to revisit those things and pivot your expectations and figure out how can I still make the most of this thing, right? Like how can I make the most of having family dinner, right? Maybe, you know, you try and and have a call. Maybe you try and get on the Zoom. It is a little awkward, you know, to watch people eat on camera. So maybe you just, let's have a video chat right before we eat or let's have a Netflix watch party. Like you find other ways to gather online, you know? What about you? What do you, what do you think? I know you mentioned it a little bit, but what do you think about expectations and do people need to pivot or is it fine for you just to stay the way you are and just be all up in your feelings? Be all up in your feelings. No. Um, so here's, here's the thing. And, and, as I was saying earlier, like, I understand that with the, how this year is going, one, I don't think any one of us expected to still be in quarantine. I think everybody kind of in their mind had it where, all right, March is here, boom. Come uh, June, July, we'll be out of it. Everything will be figured out, no problem. Now, here we are going into December. We all, our asses are still in the house. So I get that people went into this quarantine thinking one thing and it turns into something else. So there's a level of frustration there, but I think we have to, we have to just get to a point where we look at what's in front of you and face the facts. The facts and the reality is that we still got a pandemic going on. I know that many uh, drug companies are trying to look for a vaccine. The reality is that vaccine will, probably out for months if not years on in and people are either going through financial struggle or they're going they don't want their health or they're they're probably sickly and they can get sick by just even being in close contact with you so you have to shift your your expectation and i think you have to understand that things are not going to work out the way that it ha- that it did in 2019 or 2018. You're not going to be able to, I can't go over to mom's or I can't go over to such and such house like I would in last year. Because the reality is even me getting on a plane, even going through the airport, going into an Uber, going down the street, whatever the case may be, I can go ahead and compromise that person. Well, I can compromise the person I'm visiting and then compromise the health of the people that I'm quarantining with. Um, but that being said, it's really, there needs to be a level of conversation about how you feel and then you work towards shifting the, the expectation of what you have or what you expected. And so you can find a common ground because the number one reason why that post sparked this thought in my mind is that I guarantee you she did not have a conversation with person to figure out how can I see everybody how can we go ahead like did I know for a fact that 
sure, you're, you're zoomed out. We all are zoomed out. If anybody hears the word Zoom, I feel like the trigger words of 2022 and 2023 is going to be Zoom, Google Hangout, WebEx, um, um, all, of, all of them. All of them are going to be trigger words in 2022, 2023. I, I they got to be real. They're already trigger words for yeah. me. Like People are going, those are going to be some trigger words. They're going to be like, what? Oh, uh, uh, uh. But in that instance, if you know that you want to see your family, if you know you want to see your friends, and let's just say your friends don't have FaceTime, there are so many great platforms out there. There's Hangout, where you can play virtual games with your friends. You can make it fun. Yes, even you have Zoom, you can go ahead and have crazy backgrounds. And the reason why I even bring up Zoom is that Zoom was offering where for, uh, for the day, for Thanksgiving, there was no limit in terms of yeah, I saw that. Of your call. So you can hang out with your fam, hang out with your friends. So you can make it work. I think the problem that this person have and what many people have is that they don't want to make it work. They want it to be this way. And we got to get out of this mindset. And I notice that a lot. And I'm not trying to be that millennial, older millennial looking down on Gen Z like, you kids these days are just so ungrateful. I'm not trying to be that. But what I'm noticing with this younger generation is like, it's an all or nothing mentality and they don't like to compromise things. It's like, I don't want to compromise it. I want it to be this way. Why is it not this way? It should be this way. It needs to happen this way because that's how I feel and this is what I want. So you got to do it this way. But that's not how it works, my love. It's like, you want, I want to shake some of these kids with these weird ass color hair. I was like, that's not how it goes. You I mean, got to compromise. You got to make it work. Folks are just spoiled and... You know, I, I get it. I get it. And, and what the, the word that keeps coming to mind is privilege, 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 privilege. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And we, we got to be, we got to be mindful of that. And, and with that, I want to own it. You do, you do have to own it. But I want to, I want to segue and mention something that I saw on social media mm-hmm. that, that's, that's definitely relevant to gathering for the holidays. Right. So I, took a, I took a little social media break, but Today I went online and was like, oh, let me, let me see what's happening on Twitter. And I saw that um, this, this random person that follows Cardi B tweeted at Cardi B because Cardi B tweeted, hold on, I'm going to pull it up right now so I can read it really quickly. Um, so Cardi B mentioned, um, looks like the tweet has been deleted now. That's interesting. Oh. But um Cardi B had tweeted basically saying that there were 12, 12 kids and 25 adults um, for, for Thanksgiving, right? And she said it was lit, like she had a good time. That was the tweet, you know, she was just happy. Right. Uh, and so one of her Twitter followers tweeted, so what actually was the purpose of specifying the amount of people at your gathering, knowing that a lot of people couldn't even be with their families? All you could have said was you had a good holiday with your people and I'm not even one to troll, but read the room. And so Cardi, of course, out of millions of tweets, right? Cardi responds to this one and she says, sorry, my bad. Wasn't trying to make nobody feel bad. I just had my family in my home for the first time and it felt so good and uplifted me. I spent so much money getting everyone tested, but it felt worth it. I wasn't trying to offend no one. So 
what I want to talk about is shaming people who have privilege to, to, to do certain things that not other people can do. And you're probably wondering like, okay, Theresa, you're, 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 you're treading on the line right here because you got to be careful when you're throwing things around like privilege. Mm. But to Cardi B's point and, and to this example that I'm talking about is she tweeted saying, yeah, I had 12 kids here and 25 adults, you know, like it was lit. My critique would have been, but did y'all get tested? You know, like that's, that's something I would have tweeted right? Or something that would have ran through my mind, not necessarily the fact that she's pointing out numbers, right? Like, I didn't even think about that. Right. So the fact that this fan tweeted at her saying like, oh, you could have just, you, you could have just said you had a good time. You had a good holiday. It was nice seeing everyone. Like, why did you have to say numbers? Like, why are you shaming her? Why are you shaming her? Right. And I, and I feel like, you know, with the A with the cancel culture, B with with COVID and everything that's been going on this year, I feel like everyone's on fucking high alert. Everyone is dealing with different things, whether it's emotional capacity, mental capacity, like we're all hypersensitive and feeling all of these different things. Right. I think we also need to keep in mind that we should not be shaming people. We should not be policing people, making them feel bad because Cardi B had the privilege to have 37 people tested, right? So that she could gather and, and celebrate her holiday with her family. There's nothing wrong with that. There's right. nothing wrong with that. Sure, I understand that those numbers, you know, maybe a shock, maybe jarring, but right. did you really have to tweet at her to be like, read the room? Like, of course, everyone knows it's a global pandemic. Everyone knows that, you know, certain people can't be with their family right now. And I, I don't I don't think that that was her intention. Her intention wasn't to be like, oh, look at me, look at me. Right. You know, she's tweeting about excitement. And so, you know, sure, listing the numbers, not the greatest tweet. Right. But, but, but my thing is, why are we shaming people? I think right? it goes back to your point in regards to people are, I think people are very sensitive. Mm -hmm. regardless i think people are like they're easily triggered with everything that's going on and especially that tweet sounds to me like this person is salty because they couldn't see their own family or they couldn't afford to do ahead and do the proper protocol that cardi b did so it, they felt like it was a slap in their face but i think this goes back to sometimes people got to realize that not everything is about them and right. not take everything as a personal attack and it even goes back to even the post that i talked about where this person was cursing at their friends and family because they didn't see her it's not about you there's a bigger picture this person cardi b was just happy so she can see her family she was able to go ahead and afford to get everybody to do the safety protocols that are needed so that way they can have a great Thanksgiving. And she was thankful and she just wanted to put a post out there to show how thankful she is to be around with her family. Mm -hmm. But that person took that and turned it into something for themselves, and then felt like it was a personal attack. And I do agree. I think that with this cancel culture, while I do think some instances make sense, sometimes we got to take a step back and realize that maybe the, the certain thing that you're reacting to has nothing to do with you. 
I, and you see it a lot with like me. Like you see a certain meme that it might say, I don't know, I'm making it up. Like if you got brown hair, you're so, you're such and such, you're a certain type of way. And then you automatically assume like, oh, are you talking about me? Are you talking about what are you trying to say about me? And then you see somebody write this long-winded post underneath the meme. Uh, that's just a random example but you see it all the time where people are taking things so personal and thinking that some somebody's trying to hurt them when in actuality it had nothing to do with you so i guess my question to you is how can how can we change i don't know if change is the right word but how can people shift that mindset so that way they can look at things at a different lens because we're going into the holiday season. I guarantee you, you're going to see somebody complaining about how many presents are underneath the tree and they're going to feel like they're being attacked because they can't afford it. I'm sure people are going to feel type of way. That's the thing right there. It's take a pause and take stock of why you were judging them this way. Take a second to think about why you were about to shame this person for doing whatever it is, the thing that they've done, right? right. Like, right. is it is it because it was in bad taste? That's mm-hmm. what she could have tweeted, right? right. Like, it, it this was this was in bad taste, you know, X Y Z. But for you to 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 like, why did you feel the need to shame someone? Why do you right. feel like you need to comment on that post, or you need to comment <laughs> on their actions? Why do you feel? Please, every year. Before COVID, I would see people out here posting their Thanksgiving plate, and I would be looking at that shit like that turkey don't really. And you know, in my mind, I'm like, why are you posting this stuff? But you see, I'm having these conversations in my head, sis. Right. I'm not going to leave a comment on on your um Instagram page or your Facebook page to be like that plate looks, you know, disgusting. Like, why are you oh, posting no. on social? Like, we I'm not about to shame you. We have to stop with the dry turkey post. We gotta stop that. <laughs> the dry turkey post, dry girl. Turkey. Some yeah. folks, some folks' greens weren't looking right, but you know, like it is what it is. The desserts weren't looking too tasty, and you know, again. Like, I'm not out here shaming people, so I'm just making a generalized statement. I'm having these conversations in my head. Sure, I'm thinking that, but everything I think doesn't need to leave my lips, right? Like, sometimes you need to hold that in. Hold in those negative thoughts. Hold in, the you know, the act of shaming someone because who, you know, you can cause real harm, right? right? Clearly, you, you made Cardi B feel so bad that she went and deleted the original tweet. And I get it. I get it. Sure, read the room. But like, she's not in a room, sis. She's on social media. Those tweets happen a mile a minute. Like, sure, lots of people will see it. But then lots of people may have not even seen it. And you know, that's the thing about social media is there one second gone the next. And so, you know, if we if we and, and I and I have mixed feelings about this, but we can't police everything all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. We can do social commentary and we can say, OK, that thing that Cardi did was, you know, in bad taste. Sure. But like, did you really need to tweet at her and shame her? No, you didn't. You didn't. You know, did she have to reply to you? No, she didn't. But you made her feel a certain type of way that she decided to do that. And in a way, I'm happy she did, because I was just curious, like, but did y'all get tested, sis? You know, also, like, are you going to pay to have them tested? And are they going to quarantine 
somewhere that you know after this you, you know what i mean like that's also big but we don't know what what social protocols people have in, in place we don't know what their circumstance is and so i think that is what we need to take into account i think we need to as a society right and i'm i'm even working on this on myself how blunt do i need to be everything i think all of my thoughts don't need to leave you know my lips i need to be judicious and and really think about the things that i'm about to say right because our words do impact and affect people and for the most part if people are listening right so you have you have someone like cardi b who read the tweet took stock of that and then was like okay I can understand how this, you know, rub this person the wrong way. Let me go and elaborate and say why I did it. But right. not everyone's going to do that. Not everyone's going to do that. But it is on us to sort of work to, to take into account and to be empathetic and figure out, like, I don't know what the next person is going through. I don't know. I don't know why Cardi B risked 37 people coming through. You know what I mean? Like maybe someone, God forbid, is on their deathbed or something. Like you don't know what it is. So, right. so I guess in those that instance, understanding that, kind of going back to sh shifting the expectation, knowing that she has a platform. Like you have a platform with the Bronx is reading it, but and knowing she has a platform because obviously she has millions of followers. Mm -hmm would a compromise on her part and even from a brand perspective should she have maybe had the just so everybody knows everybody was tested like right off the jump and then in that instance it would kind of avoid tweets like that granted the tweet was very personalized push that mm -hmm. out the side but for people going forward understanding the space that we're in understanding that the year that we're living in should we be mindful of how we put our information out there or is it sort of like you should that's kind of police putting a policing on that said person and kind of taking away their freedom to be who they should fully feel like they should be yeah here, here's what i'll say about social media and some 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 of the listeners are probably going to be like reese you, you just took it to a whole nother level but you have people who are socially conscious when it comes to social media and they're putting out curated things, mm -hmm. which is why the saying goes, don't believe everything you see or hear on social media. Cause that's 100% super facts. Okay. Yeah. And then you have the other percentage of people, which isn't a large percent, but because there are so many weird fuck-ups and red random posts that end up on social media that goes viral, it seems like there are more of those people. But then you have the other people who just are, are just sharing everything at right. a very, like, legit, personal way. Yeah. Where they're yeah. like, oh, okay, here's a selfie of me, and you see all the trash and mess in the back of, you know, in the back of me of how I, you know, live my life in my apartment. And that is on social media. So now everybody knows that I, I live filthy or I have roaches or wh whatever the case is. You know what I mean? So like you, you have people who use social media, like I said, at a very like low surface level of I'm just going to be real. Right. Where, and then you have everyone else. And so, I think celebrities, brands, you know, honestly, even the, a, a regular, regular person, like social media is a tool, is a marketing tool. 
And I don't think right. people understand that. Right. I, I don't, I, everyone thinks, oh, I'm supposed to be social on here. Yes, sis. Yes, bro. Yes, honey. Yes, but, but yes, but. Yes, but because here's the thing. Everything you put out on the internet stays on the internet. And I don't peop- think people realize that. Like People don't realize that. You do a Google search. On your, if I Google search what I said in 2008 on my Twitter. Oh, it'll show up. It'll oh, show up. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, and, and so I think about this a lot because there are times where I'm like, oh, do I really want this on the internet? Like, you know, like, let me think about what I'm saying because you can't, it's in, it's in the archive. It's in the digital archive. It's in the cloud. It's forever. Even if it's deleted, like Twitter can, you know, can still access um, things that have been deleted because it's on their cloud. So it's like, sure, you're using these social media tools, but like, let's be, let's be conscious of the things that we are putting out there. So I think everyone has a responsibility, Meech. I think everyone, you, me, we all have a responsibility when it comes to the things that we are sharing. Now, how much care, how much effort do we need to put into that responsibility? Mm -hmm. I leave that up to the individual, just like everything else, right? Like, how much care do you put into your skin routine? How much care do you put into your hair routine? How much care do you put into, you know, the way that you look, your fashion, your dress, your cooking, right? And that's the thing. That's, that's the difference. That's what sets people apart. And, and that's why I think, you know, you got to think about, okay, this thing that I was thinking in my head looked much better about you know, this thing I was going to comment on, but let me question, is, is this the moment that I should tweet this? Is this the thing that I should say to this person? And so for me, it's just being a little, it's taking that extra step, right? To be a little more woke in the things that you're doing. And not everyone, not every, A, not everyone has the time to do that. B, some people just don't give a fuck, right? They're just like, it is what it is. That part it is what it is. So uh, what do you, what do you think? Do, do you think that social media is a marketing tool? Do you think people need to be mindful of the things that they're putting out there? Or do you think it's a free for all where it's just like, just do you? I, I mean, I definitely agree that social media is a marketing tool. I mean, especially recently, I want to say Friday, I think Insta- Facebook and Instagram announced how they're changing the platform to give advertisers more control in terms of pushing their ads out there, whether it's sponsored content or working with these said influencers to kind of push, they can literally a brand can take over a popular influencers Instagram page and push out the content that they want. So it's, it's definitely not it, that's that. And they just announced that on Friday. So I can literally go and say, let's just say I'm the brand and then I have a deal with Cardi B. I can just take over Cardi B's whole Instagram account if I wanted to, to push out what I got to push out. And so it's definitely that is wild. I got to read up on that. That's it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy. And people should definitely stay tuned for that and be prepared to see more ads there. So it definitely is a marketing tool. However, I also understand that social media in its form is a place for people to express themselves and feel safe in how they feel. And, to, and some people look to social media as an outlet when, because they feel alone or they don't have somebody in their you know, internal circle that they can talk to. Yeah. And 
I get that they're raw and vulnerable on social media because that's where they can be themselves or they can express themselves. Like the person that comes to mind automatically in my mind is Summer Walker. I don't know if you've been following Summer Walker, the singer. Nope. Essentially, homegirl is whoo child. She's going through some things. I'll try to boil down the story, but she was dating London on the track, who's a well-known producer. London on the track, oh, yeah, crazy her. baby mama, and 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 for a while, Summer Walker was dealing with the crazy baby mama and dealing with you know London on the track cheating. So now Summer Walker is pregnant, and I think you can tell that she's probably dealing with a lot of stress, knowing that one London on the track is not being supportive enough as the child's father. And then on top of that, she's dealing with the baby mama drama. So she has been expressing a lot on her social media, how she feels Mm -hmm. and how kind of emotional, how emotionally drained she feels in terms of one, the pregnancy and what she has to deal with. And some people would say that, yeah, (laughs) Hey, come for her. <laughs> um, some some people would say she shouldn't share that, but you can tell by how she's expressing herself that she doesn't know where to go in terms yeah, of yeah. Letting those feelings out. So I understand that. That being said, I think you gotta walk when you enter into social media and you're ready to post something. I think you need to ask yourself. Is it okay to post that? But I also think you got to just accept whatever the consequence come with whatever you post. It does, whether it's good consequence or bad consequence, if you're getting ridiculed or not, just know that it's kind of like you're throwing the ball over the net and it's either going to land or it's going to just keep falling. And I think when you enter social media with that mindset, you just got to roll with the punches. Now, that being said, I there's a small part of me who that understands where that person who came at Cardi B a little bit because you do need to read the room you need do need to understand like people are sensitive about not being able to see their family so maybe you proceed with caution so even though you still have the right to go ahead and share your happiness about being with your family you mm-hmm. also should know that certain people weren't didn't have that opportunity so to just call it out to say you know what i just wanted to make work so i was willing to spend millions of dollars but shout out to everybody you know however you want to fix it to make it seem as though you're mindful of the fact that there are other people who probably didn't have that opportunity yeah I think for me it's like because you know then you get into like the freedom of speech kind of thing and I, I think everyone has a right to say whatever the hell but they want to but certain things are not great it's like you know it's kind of like in the, over the summer where we had to deal with the all lives matter people it's like what the f- are you talking about that doesn't make any sense because right now, Black lives are being killed. We're focusing on saving Black Lives Matter. And I remember the, that whole big speech happening, in, uh, and I remember the social media wars there. The, the reason why I understood why people were upset when somebody said All Lives Matter, and I still stand by this, is because you're diminishing somebody what somebody's going through. Right, right. You're, you're diminishing you're, what a community is going through. You you're taking away someone's, someone's experience. Exactly. But- <laughs> I, but I, you know, I think, just to go back to the tweet, I think yeah. 
sis, sis, of course she could, she could have tweeted whatever she wanted. But my thing is she t- tweeted it directly to Cardi B. So right. it's, it's one thing from making commentary, but then it's another when you are directly shaming someone, right? Like directly telling them the thing you did was wrong. Here's why. And so, yes, do I think people should be called out for their fuck ups? Absolutely. 100%. But there's right. a difference of calling someone out and shaming them. You but know what I mean? And, and I think, I think that's the thing that's tricky about social media, right? Is you do want to call out people when they're wrong, especially if you're a fan of theirs. And so I, I thought it was interesting that the tweet also said, like, I'm not a troll, but like, you know, read the room, sis. Sure, I, I, I get that. And of course, I think for Cardi B, you know, for her, that meant a lot. And she she replied to the tweet and, and said, you know, I'm sorry, that's, that's not what I wanted to do. But I do think that there are some people out in these streets Yep. that are just like let me go off on you and it's like whoa 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 yes you have your right <laughs> to say whatever you want to say but you don't have the right to actually talk to me any kind of way Absolutely. you know and so and I think that's that's the tricky thing and that's that's where I'm just like use use your brain cells like yeah. let, them, let them fire a little bit you know like make make sure that that they're working pew 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 like you know <laughs> take it as a personal attack so right right i feel like a troll is just a person who just wants attention and wants to personally take out whatever venom they're feeling inside out Mm -hmm. on somebody else it's like you know a lot of times when you probably dealt with it at work where somebody's just really crabby and upset and talks to you in a certain type of way and you know for a fact nothing has nothing to do with you because you made sure the status document is on par and blah 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 so in those instances, you learn not to take it personal. That's why you kind of hear the professional lens or this professional space, I should say, is like, don't take things personal. Don't take it as a personal attack. Step away. It's like, it has nothing to do with you. So yeah, to try and detach. Yeah. Same thing with social media. A lot of times when you see these people who write like a Bible or write like a think piece under these like celebrities i you know it's because they feel some sort of personal trauma like my yeah. ass can't move like megan and i'm mad at you so i'm gonna let out the rage the <laughs> rage the rage the rage that's, that's the other thing you know like the way women get dragged on social media yeah wait black it- and brown women get dragged oh absolutely absolutely 100 percent. the black woman is the most mm. mistreated person i will say in the world oh. if we're being honest it, it transcends the u.s like it's it's the world and it, that, that black woman experience is universal you know for any black woman across across the globe i'll i'll, I'll just say that and like anyone who who feels any kind of way i'm open to debate but guess her what you feel froggy you feel foggy at her you know you know <laughs> what i'm saying like it, it is what it is and y'all know it's the truth like I, I i and i feel this especially as a black woman and then because a lot of our genes are really good and this melanin don't crack and we we tend to look youthful yep that's another thing the ageism comes comes into play and and i'm always just like why do i need to tell you how old i am exactly to to, you know garner respect from you and so i feel like the black woman is the most resilient right but also like we feel so much pain um Mm -hmm. and and 
it's it's crazy the dualities that we we have to like live just just to navigate this world but but that i digress that's that's like a whole nother uh episode right there but honestly my my ode to the black women is you know keep keep fighting and and, and don't keep, let these trolls come for you because and, and keep using your voice and don't be afraid yes, I think yes. as women we have a way to for some reason when they see that we're strong and we're opinionated and we have no problem expressing how we feel it makes people shake in their boots but let them shake let them harlem shake let them say, rock. Hey. You gotta do but it's still like you won't get this money get this advice <laughs> ain't no way you can take this from me like huh ain't it funny keep keep them shaking so i guess my question to you knowing how everybody's feeling and i think that was a really good conversation but knowing that we're entering the holiday season and understanding that things are changing and people might be feeling emotional because i i have to respect and understand that some people are dealing with some mental trauma because they're locked in and they can't they're not able to express themselves I know that there's a lot of extroverts who are dying just to, to, to have the interaction with people because that's how they live. Right. But they're not able to. So what can, how can, how can those people who are dealing with those type of emotions kind of navigate during the holiday season where they're not taking it out on friends or family or maybe expressing themselves in a way that can come off wrong? I would say do your due diligence first, right? Like you, you, you know, earlier you mentioned, did this girl reach out to her family and friends? Did she have a conversation? Did she have a plan? So I would say, have a conversation early. You know, it's November 29th. You got basically four weeks before the, the, the big Christmas, you know, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, New Year. You got, you got some time now. So it's like, hey, pick up the phone hop on a zoom you know whatever floats your boat just connect connect with your loved ones and begin to talk about the things now have a plan if the plan doesn't work for you what i tell people is have a counter solution right like okay so i can't fly but can we do this don't leave it open right because what you're doing is you're leaving yourself open to to, to be let down so instead have a plan before you have that call think about okay so i know my parents are immunocompromised because they're this age or they have this 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 whatever it is so i know i can't go see them right unless i get tested and unless i can quarantine 14 days before i begin my festivities with them is that feasible for me do i have the privilege to do that no i don't okay bet what else can I do to make it feel like, you know, I'm still in the holiday, the holiday um, feels, right? Like I'm, I'm still in the zone. Like how can I connect and bond with my family? Think about what that means for you. Think about the ways that y'all could connect. Maybe it's you becoming pen pals and you going back to the handwriting letters and stuff like that and you're dropping them in the mail back and forth. You can start that early on. Maybe you're, you're doing old school, taking pictures. I remember when my best friend moved away, we used to write 
letters to each other and still speak on the phone but I would be like hey did you get my letter like I wrote I wrote you back I also included pictures of everything because back then it was like the point and shoot throwaway cameras I would go and get pictures developed and be like oh here I am with this person or we hung out we missed you and you know writing messages and stuff like that so there are still ways for you to get into the holiday fields and the holiday zone and to do these things. You know, maybe it's t- snapping photos and texting, having a text exchange, you know, maybe it's having a dedicated, okay, on Christmas, we're going to chat early in the morning. We're going to have our, our breakfast together. You know, we'll have a little video chat while we're cooking. You can get fun and creative and figure out things to do right? To try and make you still have that closeness. It's going to be hard because you won't have the physical contact. But guess what? When I was younger, I don't know if other people did this, but uh, when I was in school, we used to have this thing where you had to hug yourself. So (laughs) maybe you are on a FaceTime and you're like, okay, let, you know, wrap your arms, hug yourself. And like, can you feel, can you feel the love? Like, you know, close it up tighter. That's me hugging you. You know, this right, is the right. love I have for you. Like there are ways that, that you can get around this. But I would say do your due diligence first. You need to do some work. You need to think about what it is that would make you feel good, right? And feel like, okay, this plan feels good to me. Now let me hop on the phone with my parents. Let me hop on the phone with my friends. Let me talk it through to them and say, I have this idea. I know we can't be together for the holidays, but here's what I was thinking we could do, you know, schedule in that 30 minute call. Because if, you know, the folks who are working or doing remote schooling or whatever, like the day gets really busy. And sometimes it's a little bit harder to schedule those phone calls and stuff like that. But this is, these are things that you can do. The other thing I will say is if you do have the privilege, right, be safe about it. Get tested, you know, have a plan and say like, even though I got tested and it was negative, right? Because sometimes you can have a negative test. And then you get positive with the next go around that you... Exactly. So it's like, okay, everyone has a negative COVID test, so we can all gather, but that let's still space out a little bit. I mean, we, we you know, we, we went on some trips yep. earlier um, this year, and even though, you know, everyone was good, we still social distance. It's like, I love you, homie, but I'm not going to be sitting two inches to you. You know, I'm still going to We're like super safe in terms of even when we came back home, we all quarantined so exactly. that we people that we love get sick. So I totally get it. And there's so many cute masks out there. They have specialized masks, Thanksgiving masks. They already have the masks out for holiday season. So wear masks. Yep. In yep. social distance. And I mean, I would say, you know, if you are feeling emotionally drained during these times and are, if you feel like just mentally you're not in a great space because you're you feel alone or you feel like you haven't felt the interaction with people or in particular your family i will say talk about it there are so many great platforms there's talk space i believe i talked about that in other when we initially started to talk about the pandemic um in earlier episodes but talk space is amazing where you can talk to a therapist but I get that we're so tired of FaceTiming and Zooming and all that, but have a call with mom and dad and be like, parents, 
I miss seeing you guys. I want to figure out a way to, 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 to see you. Let's figure it out. To Reese's point, plan ahead. But you have to speak up in order to plan ahead. I think a lot of times people are dealing with so much trauma and dealing with so much things silently that nobody knows what's going on. And it's not until it blows up. That's when people realize things are happening. So if you're feeling the way that you're yeah. feeling and you're, you know for a fact that you feel alone and you want to see people say it and then you can figure it out because maybe you can go ahead and say, all right, cool, we're going to meet up, but it's only going to be five of us. So we can all social distance. Everybody's going to be at the end table and everybody's, we're going to set it up a certain way. We're going to wear masks. We're going to do this. We're going to do that to make it a safe environment. We're going to take tests, whatever your, whatever your process is, you can talk about it and figure it out. But nothing will ever get solved if you don't talk about it. And that's what I would encourage people to do. Talk about it. Because I know for a fact that if somebody was to come to me and say, oh, I'm mad at you. I'm going to be like, but mad about what? I didn't even know. Right, right. They didn't talk to me on Thanksgiving. I, I, I didn't know you wanted me to talk to you on Thanksgiving. Like, you have to tell people where you are so that way they can tell you where they are and you guys can come up together with a solution. Because none of them are going to get solved if people are silent. Period. I, I totally agree with you. 100%. I think that's like my, my end of word is, is just have a plan. Have a, be vocal and have a plan. That, that's, that's my advice to all of you lovelies. And listen, my end note is, listen, I get it. This year is not the same. This year is a year. We don't need to go ahead and harp on it, but make the best of situation. We are blessed to be alive, to be breathing, literally to be happy to be healthy to to if you are blessed to still have a job or have some form of revenue coming in you're blessed on that front if you're blessed to go ahead and to continue to look for something and to continue on the fighting the good fight that is a blessing so you just gotta change the lens in how you look at things and make the best of this holiday season i love this past thanksgiving is because one of the big things for me is i love my family and i we love to watch the macy's um, Thanksgiving Day Parade and just even having that little moment it brings back that sense of normalcy the nostalgia of it granted yes it wasn't yeah. like elaborate but there was still that sense of normalcy there so you make the best of it so even in those moments you find that happiness so my encouragement is to find the happiness yes and just know that you know come 2025 when we all are able to gather around the kitchen table to chat it up we can say you remember 2020 that was a year child do you remember that you remember that you remember that yeah. i have a, i have a feeling we're we're in store for some uh the next five years is going to be really interesting coming out of this but i have faith that we're we're a strong race of people and <laughs> we'll make it we'll make it out i have a feeling that we're going I feel like we're going to have a shift. I really do feel like this year was that rock bottom that is that we needed to in order for the right shift to happen. I'm very optimistic. I'm looking forward to 2021. I know a lot of people are already writing on 2021, but I actually, I said it last episode, I said it this episode, odd years have a way of shifting things in the right direction. So I'm excited for what's to come and for folks to be safe. So. I agree with you. And I also think that this year has forced, rightly so, yes, it 
everyone to reevaluate how how we um, navigate the world. Yep. I told um, you, shake and bake. I told you, God put us in the shake and bake bed, and we were shaking. We were like, <laughs> Yep. Yep. I feel like uh, uh, you know, accessibility. People who are differently abled disabled what you know whatever label you go by i know that the there are different camps for for each each mm -hmm. of those labels but it's it's forced folks to to change how we operate and how we do things and so i think the next five years are really going to um improve and and what i'm hoping is that we'll have a real day of rest around the world where people are people don't go out you know it's very low emission because it was such an amazing thing to see you know news outlets saying like you know the water's clearing up there's been less trash let less waste and things like that so i feel like when we all band together things can really be you know things things can really change and there's power in numbers um but but on that note that's it for me Just wait before we Season to have a plan, Meech. That's all I got. <laughs> I need to. The people have been asking, and the people that is that are asking is me. How was the vegan mac oh, yes. and cheese? Yes, the yes people yes. want to know. The people is me. I am people. You are. You are the people. It. It was creamy. It was okay. creamy. unexpectedly creamy. Um, I would say. I'm here in a butt, but okay. No, it was it was really good. Um, I put in some breadcrumbs in it. The only the caveat that I have is I love coconut, but it was kind of strange eating Big Mac and tasting coconut because I'm mm -hmm. the base had like coconut milk, um, onion powder, garlic, powder, all of the stuff to like, you know, make it feel like a cheese sauce um but yeah the the vegan mac was it it, it hit it hit it was really good mm -hmm. definitely slaps as as uh as the cool kids say it definitely slaps but i think i want to try it again and maybe figure out how to make it less coconutty because okay. that that was the one thing i couldn't wrap my brain around like i was like oh this is delicious uh-huh tasty definitely hit the spot but mm -hmm. I couldn't get over the coconut um milk and I had and I love coconut milk and food like I have right you know coconut rice um mm -hmm. different curries and stews and stuff like that you you know we use coconut milk as as a base and so it was it was totally fine but it's just mac and cheese it threw you off a smidge it, it threw me off because I don't know because like with curry when I, you know when when I taste it in curry, I guess the, the spices are so potent, it sort of washes out right. the, the coconut and, and like, uh, dilutes it a little bit. So, cause of the yeah, but, but you know, with this creaminess, it, it didn't really, the spices didn't really dilute. Cause it, it, I had like salt, black pepper, you know, onion powder, garlic powder, paprika like it, it was just like a mix of seasonings but for some reason I still taste I still taste the coconut um but yeah so I might I might do some variations on it when I try it again maybe use less coconut milk I don't know the recipe called for for three cans but uh maybe I'll use less but it was it was really good. It was oh really God. good. Good, good. Okay, so if we I even I even fooled I even fooled some people. They were like, "Oh, this is mac and cheese." Oh, okay. and I was like, "Okay," and I was waiting. <laughs> and I don't know if it was because like 
I knew I put coconut milk in it so I could taste it. Right. And maybe for everyone else, it was really subtle. But I don't know. For me, I was like, ugh. It slapped, but the coconut, like that coconutty taste just was odd in, in Big Mac. Got but it. other than that, it was, it was good. So I'm excited good. to make it again. That's good. That's good. That's good. It's good. So if you had to give it a rating, would you say it's a strong eight and a half, nine out of 10? I mean, I love regular baked mac and cheese. And that's like a strong 10 for me, maybe past a 10, if I'm being honest. <laughs> So this, I would say, was like a six or a seven. Okay, that's solid. In, in regards to vegan mac, because I've tried vegan mac from other places that I, I think actually use, like, the cheese, like, right. the cashew-based cheese or whatever. Right. And I didn't really like that, because I was like, oh, this is really imitation cheese. Cheese. But yeah, I hate to say imitation cheese, but I was just like, oh, this, this, you know, that mac and cheese that I didn't really like, but this one, because it was more of, it's a creamy sauce, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, it has sort of that consistency of what, you know, cheesy macaroni would be, Got and it. it wasn't necessarily with cheese, but, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna tweak the recipe over the next you know, big holidays when I try and make it again um, to figure out like what works and what doesn't. But but it really it it really came together, y'all. I was I was pleasantly surprised. Giving the people are giving a clap, and again the people is me. We're giving a clap. That's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Awesome. Well, on that note, thank you guys so much as always for listening in. You know my spiel at the end. You can find us on our page, a differentworldpodcast.com. Find us on the IG, a different world pod. You can find us on Facebook, a different world podcast. You just put that lovely name in the search bar and you'll see a page. And then a different world. Again, what is what do we not have in there? The Owen world. Yes, you guys already know. I know it. A different world pod. That is our Twitter. Thank you guys so much. You guys know my spiel. I, I'm so proud of you, but you can find us all there. Thank you guys so much for supporting, for listening in, and we will be back. Guys, we're almost at the finish line for 2020. Let's make this fourth quarter count. And on that note, I'm your girl, Meech. And it's Reese. We're signing off. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye for now. And eat some cake. Peace. Ha, ha, ha.